Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 1107 and Dark by Keiko Talks. Tonight, we will be exploring the musical subgenre, electro-funk. We are sharing our take on our top 10 favorite electro-funk songs. So make sure you check out our electro-funk playlist on Spotify right now so you can listen along as we listen on this episode. We hope you enjoy. Let's get our groove on. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to our second episode of 1107 and Dark. As you heard in the intro, tonight we are discussing electro-funk, which is a subgenre of funk music, which um, Caitlin and I listened to a lot growing up just by by honestly being around our father. <laughs> um, yeah, we... You want to? We should. We should explain a little bit of why we chose electro electro funk to begin. Before we get into the history, like what electro funk means to us, you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, well, like Courtney said, for one, this was like the genre of music that we were listening to um, with our sperm donor, and so um, you know, it, it was just really like funky and vibey. We we're always listening to it, blasting it. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and me and Courtney, like, I would say that's probably one of our, like, highlights of probably going to visit him on the weekends and stuff like that was, like, his music taste and stuff. And yeah. just, like, vibing out to, like, good music or whatever. So, yeah, that's really kind of, like, why we wanted to do is because we both really uh, enjoy the genre. Um, and we – it's almost, like, nostalgic for us, really. Yeah. Um, as well as even to this day, I still listen to it. I know for sure. I know Courtney still listens to it. And mm-hmm. it's just always a good time, a good, fun, like, party – type of fun um like skating rate type of genre so yeah yeah, it's good it's like it's it's definitely nostalgic it's like despite like going down there wasn't always the best but it's still this nostalgia attached to it I think because we listened so much to it when we were coming home like when we were oh yeah we were on the drive back to our mom's house so it was like Mm -hmm. already good vibes because we're like we're going back home amen but then we hear this music, which is like groovy and funky, and it's got this electronic sound to it, you know, which is really its own genre. So, you know, hearing that, we we were able to really, I don't know, we had like good vibes surrounding this sound, you know? For sure. Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. That Like we listened to that pretty much on the way to his house and on the way back. Well, I also listened to it in the house, but in the car, like, honestly, electro funk is one of my favorite things to listen to in the car. It's like just great to vibe to. So yeah, definitely. Um, it was also like a sign that something good was coming too. So. Exactly. And it, we were listening to it as like children, like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. So very small, like that's kind of, it, we were just learning kind of what music was and what genres. And even before we really knew what genres were, we were listening to this genre. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea listening to that, that it was electro-funk. I was just like, that's like the, um, what are, I used to call it the what? Like the electric music that I used to listen to. Yeah. Or just like. It was it's very like, like electric. Music. So. Yeah, it was always just his yeah. sound, his music. And we always yeah, just yeah, associated yeah, sure. it with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is like complete opposite of our mom's like taste in music. So uh, last week's episode was new, so that's really what our mom like put us on, and like we listened to like with her on car rides and in the house and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, a little bit of mom and dad there. Exactly. Yeah. So um, just a little history of electro funk because, like we were saying, we didn't really know what electro funk was at the time when we were listening to it. 
But now that we're obviously older and kind of can understand musical subgenres and all of that, I did some research on electro-funk. And basically, just like neo-soul, electro-funk is a fusion genre. So it's fusing electronic music with early hip-hop. And um, so some of the instruments they were using was like the 808 machine, the Roland TR 808 drum machines, that kind of thing. That's really associated with early electro-funk, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I had to even look up what an 808 machine was. And it's just like this old school, like, little, like, drum machine, like a little pad, basically, where you kind of Mm -hmm, make these mm -hmm. drum beats. But people would use that machine specifically to make these types of funk beats. I mean, not funk beats, sorry, these electronic sounds. It was like all Mm -hmm. created within this, you know, machine. And there's certain drum, um, certain drum sounds that are really associated with an 808, you know? Like that heavy, yeah, like, yeah, and you can tell like an eight oh eight from like those now the 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 synthesizers that they have. The eight oh eight gives you more of like a. I think the synthesizers they they like mimic more close to the actual instrument versus the eight oh eight is legit made to be like fake. So yeah. it has that more like fake, um, like scratchy, screechy kind of noise. Yeah, um, in your in majority of your electro funk songs. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think is interesting about electro-funk is because that's what creates its own sound is that like scratchiness, kind of that like early, almost almost like low, you know how lo-fi music now is like mm-hmm. purposely low fidelity, you know, but, or it's lower, lower quality. This machine, obviously this was like the technology that they had. So it's got that kind of like scratchy, like kind of, uh, I don't know, almost like basement type sound to it that mm-hmm. I think um, is really distinct for early electro funk music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we also want to highlight that it was really uh, influenced by early hip hop. So people were making those beats on the like 808 machines or drum machines or whatever, and then they were rapping over it. So for sure. Yeah. That was kind of. It was. It became kind of a fusion sound, an underground like fusion sound, you know. For sure, yeah. No, I yeah. It definitely is like a combination of different like genres mixed in there. So um, it has a little bit of you know every to me a little bit of like everything really. Yeah, and another thing I want to note before we get into the listening to the playlist is. Um, vocally, what they were doing with uh, electro funk is they were distorting their voices. So they would either like, like we'll hear it in like Planet Rock, like we're going to listen to eventually. You can hear mm-hmm. how distorted their voices are. They're using like vocal vocoding and talk boxes. So they, it's uh-huh. like these predecessors to auto tune. It's like they're distorting their voices to make it sound sort of electronic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they, whereas I, the way I'm thinking about it is like Neo Soul was like trying to return to live instrumentation, trying to do live vocals, really trying to get back to singer songwriter type. This is totally the opposite. And it's like, how electronic, how man made, crafted can we make this music sound? Yeah. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're two different art forms. And I think that's really interesting to get into, you know? Mm hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. This allows for more of that experimental sound that like we're playing around and 
we're going to see what comes out of this using this machine or using this type of beat or using this type of synthesizer or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good, good, good. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really, that's why so much of electro funk is associated with like space and uh, mm-hmm. like kind of you know, just like otherworldly things because it's like Yeah, supernatural. Supernatural, mm-hmm. kinda like beyond planet our planet Earth, like for sure. Out there in the universe. I think because the sound is electronic and it got it has like futuristic sort of jet yeah, sound, sound like to it. Sound sure. to it with the like you know, even the zaps and the, mm-hmm. the like the like rocket sounds and stuff that we'll hear later in this in the uh the songs. Um, it all sounds like alien life form, you know, and I think they really try to play off of that. They let the sound inform kind of how they wrote the lyrics or what they made their voices sound like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting that they just took on this. Yeah. They took the machines that they had. They took the um, they took the lyrics, the vocals, or whatever, and made their own genre. Genre, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which is like you know back in the day, like you had um, genres and whatnot, different types of music were being created. Like now we do a lot of like sampling and whatnot. Um, so it, you know it's really like innovative of them to come up with this genre and be so futuristic. I don't know if their intent was to be futuristic, but for it to be futuristic um, in that capacity, because I don't really think anything else is really like that. That is, I don't think anything else. Um, during that time or even now is out like that genre yeah I agree not at all like this genre to me is so experimental and it Mm -hmm. like which is why another reason why I don't think it's very mainstream at all is because it was kind of like these producers were making were making these beats on their own finding people who vibe with it and then they would sing I'm not saying but they would like make hip-hop songs on or make songs on on top of it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't this like mainstream sound because it was so fused with electronic music and hip hop. I think eventually the sound did make it to the mainstream through bands like the Gap Band or um was another like Zap and Rogers. So I think I think the sound made it to mainstream eventually, but the early electro mm-hmm. funk the songs were like eight, nine, ten minutes long because you could tell that they were just playing around with the beats and they just kept like making these almost like dance songs, stuff that you would like hear in a club kind of thing. Yeah, you know? true, true, true. So you could tell it's very like experimental and it was like the artist, uh, it was like the artist's work in full form, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I really, I appreciate that about electro funk as well. For sure. For sure. Well, do you want to go ahead and get into the playlist so we can, you know, discuss yeah, some of these things as they uh, relate to the songs? So our very right, first... So... Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I was just no, going to no. uh, bring us into our first song. Um, so our first song we're going to be looking at today is Planet Rock by Africa. I always say this wrong, but Bam- Bambata. Bambata. Yeah. yeah, that's how you say it. Africa Bambata. Yeah, yeah. It's Africa Bambata. And the song is 
uh, Planet Rock, like Caitlin was saying, and this is actually considered like classic electro funk. Like, if you want to know what electro funk is, this is the song that everybody points you to because this kind of like even jumped off the genre back in the day. Oh, we also want to make note of the time. Keep in mind, this is like late 70s, early 80s to like late Mm -hmm. 80s. So, this is, it's really, you know, bookended by a decade as well, the 80s is when this was going on. And the high time was probably like early to mid 80s. So just so you guys know that this was kind of, this is a genre from about 30 or 40 years ago now at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so All let's right. go ahead and get into Planet Rock. You ready to press play? Let's play. All right, let's go. Yeah, I love that. I like that they have kind of this like intro to this song. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, yeah, kind of like brings you into it. Yeah, you can hear Africa Bambata like, um, it's like this slow intro, and then there's like a big like boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I feel like that's like a really good like hip hop aspect, you know, like it kind of, you know, um, Hard Not Life kind of sort of. It kind of gives yeah. me like that kind of, um, you're just like, it's a hard night. Boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can hear those synthetic drums like pretty immediately. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It gives me like skating rink vibe for sure. Like this is what oh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't recall ever listening to it in the skating rink or like them playing it or anything, but like I feel like I, I can like skate to this for like hours, days. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't know this, but Africa Bimbada, he's actually a DJ or he was a DJ. I'm not sure if he's still alive or not, but um he was a DJ before he made the song. And, oh, really? uh, in the Bronx. And so um, he was like already really well known for being a DJ, but like it also makes sense to why he has like that, like, like that broadcasty type of sound in his songs. Like when you listen to it, you can like hear him like kind of like ranting about like just yeah. whatever. But um, he gives that vibe like, okay, DJ, the announcer, kind of echoey vibe, like get you hype, hype man kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, and like I was like Caitlin was saying, it is sort of like aggressive. It's got like that direct vocal, and mm-hmm. he's like you know, very. I don't. It's like not that he's like yelling at people, but it kind of feels like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gets like DJ vibes. Like it's not like he's not like rapping. You know what I mean? It's more like he's just like talking to you. Like come on, let's get hype. You know? So yeah, like that. Yeah. I think the lyrics in this are actually really, like, clever, too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's cool that he was a DJ, because, like, being a DJ, you are kind of, like, behind the scenes of, like, the music stuff and seeing what people, like, like and when they dance, see what they vibe to. So I think that's yeah. also a good aspect to have in making music, because um, he gets a different perspective than, like, a music artist. A music artist nece- doesn't necessarily get to see that but after before the fact. They see that after the fact on whether or not they made a good song or not. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's got like this kind of, like we were saying before, it's got that futuristic sound to it because all of the like layers of the song, you know, you hear this like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like, a, like, you know, the Twilight Zone, they have that like 
piano where it's like like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They have yeah, that, that kind of feel. That kind of feel like in the backtrack too. For sure. Even that like like little noise, it sounds like kind of like a like I imagine like a little laser, like you squeeze it yeah, and it's like that one of those like little That's gay good. lasers, but um it sounds more like alienish. It's kind of like phase in and out but has like a little like shaker synthetic vibe to it very yeah. synthetic very like um alien not alien i hate to say alien but like uh supernatural um spacey like, type of vibe to song. Yeah. yeah and all the like zap sounds like yeah, yeah it makes it, it sound like you could be like a part of like gattaca or something yeah it feels almost like you're um like you know how the sound the fact they put in movies when a comet's going by or something yeah 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 <laughs> like yeah, that for sure for sure yeah. it's just like heavy instrument heavy synthetic instruments like mm-hmm. heavy the whole song is like synthetic oh, sure. instruments pretty much 1000% I will say in this genre the songs are really long but they're like such a vibe you don't even like notice yeah, I think because, like you said, he's a DJ, so I think they intended for them to be almost like dance songs. You for know? sure, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And they even experiment with their voices, like when he was like, zin, 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 zin. You get that part yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I love this song. Yeah, no, I remember like blasting this all the time. Like one thing, you know, the funny thing is I really do not like loud noises. I hate loud noises, mm-hmm. but like, and I don't know, I don't really know why I don't like no loud noises. Um, but one thing I'm going to blast is some electric phone, like music. I can blast 1000%, which reminds me of growing up. We used to always blast like music like this on the way to sperm donor's house mm-hmm. and he would have the windows blasting air blowing in your face blast i'm like blasting this yeah <laughs> like oh my god like you could barely sit down in your seat because like the car is like booming yeah. so yeah, yeah. But it was a vibe so it was yeah, a vibe was. always a vibe i my favorite lyric in this part is when he's like um He's like, socialize, get down, let your soul lead the way, shake it down, little ladies. <laughs> yeah, no. He has some cool like lyrics in here. Yeah. It's really just like groovy. It's just so groovy. And we can kind of hear the funk coming out of it too. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely feels influenced by funk. Like, it's for, for sure. Funk's like little brother who like got an 808 machine, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Because it still tries to keep the, like, grooviness of a funk song. But it replaces, like, you know, like a guitar or a bass with, like, synthetic, like, music. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Even, like, the little... It's not, I don't know if you call it the outro, but... It's like um, he kind of like takes a little break in talking and it just gives you like that little like spaceship type of vibe. Like you're like flying through the sky. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah. Well, that was Planet Rock, y'all. That was a really good song. I hope you guys listen to that with us because if you never heard it, it's definitely a groove. Like it, it quickly can become your one of your top songs, I think. Like especially to For like sure. get dressed to or like groove to when you need a pickup. Planet Rock's a good mm-hmm. one. 
or like say you're getting ready to go like to a party or something like that like this right here is a good like get you ready you know what i'm saying like it really gets you in the vibe like you can't help but like moving to it like right now i'm literally dancing so like you just can't help it it will literally get you like moving and grooving ready Mm -hmm. for the day ready for a night out whatever you're trying to do i think they could play this at clubs right now and people would like if they, even if they didn't know Africa Bambata, yeah. they would like still jam to this song. Agreed. That's just how yeah. like movie it is, you know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And even if you don't like know what they're saying, or like that's not really your genre per se, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just such a groovy song that like regardless, you would still be like, all right, all right, it's all right. Let me like bust yeah, a little move, yeah. with you, you know, a little a little two step. So exactly. Yeah, it's it's just it's a great song. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. All right. Want to get to the next song on our playlist? All right. The next song is by another um, another band called Midnight Star, which is known for electro funk. I think they're a little bit more mainstream, though. Yeah, I think they're more well-known. They also have more, like, yeah, they have more, like, R&B tracks or mm-hmm. songs as well. So yeah, it seems like they had like a couple albums that were more electro funk, and everything else was more like um, like hip hop ish, yeah. not as much electro funk per se. But I feel like people knew them from that, and then it was like this really like made them boom with the electro funk genre they had going on. So exactly, I feel like they used the sound of electro funk, where like African Bambata is like the genre. The whole he like his yeah. whole style is that, and I think they used the sound of it to kind of make their make them appeal more more you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah. you know what i'm trying to say yeah they use the uh the genre as like a tool to and to to add something to their music right so like not to say they jumped on the bandwagon but like their music's more like a bandwagon thing to me versus african bimbada is like he was like one of the original creators of it like he everything about his song is definitely um electro funk they just use elements of it yeah that's what I would. That's what definitely what I would say about uh, Midnight Star. Mm-hmm. Not saying they got no bops because they definitely got some bops that are definitely yeah, like electro funk, but but they use less like um, they're not using as much of the synthesizers and or vocoding yeah. on their voices. Um, mm-hmm. They're not using like voice basically voice boxes or whatever like auto tune. They're not doing that so much. They're they still have more of that signature R and B. For sure, they you can tell they just use like like literally here and there. They definitely like um, use a synthesizer to like enhance certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they'll add like a little like beat or two in there with the synthesizer, but for the most part, it's pretty like hip hop based with like elements Mm -hmm. of um, of that electro funk. Like you hear a little bit of that that more spacey um, supernatural sound here and there, mm-hmm. or like sometimes they'll put like voice effects on in certain parts of the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely a bot though. I remember listening to the song all the time. All the time. <laughs> all yeah. the time. Next to like, <laughs> like all the time. I listen to this more than Planet Rock. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think 1000%. And I star that we listen to. Oh, for sure. Midnight, well, Midnight Star and um, Zap and Rogers, that was like the go-to, 1,000%. Yeah. Which we're going to get to Zap and Rogers later, but. Exactly, yeah. Box, for sure. Yeah. All right, you want to go ahead and press play on No Parking on the Dance Floor? Let's do it. All right. This one's another long one, by the way, too. Yeah. 
The intro is interesting because they have like they sort of set up the theme, the premise of the song. They have like mm-hmm. a cop, you know. If you don't get a move on that body, I'll be forced I'll to be give you forced a to give you a ticket. So watch it. It's a great <laughs> song. For the longest time, I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> Me either. I was always like, especially when the cop would be like, "Get with it," I was like, "What?" I just right. thought he was you know, I really never understood the meaning of these songs until like recently. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. I, just, I never like cared to listen to the lyrics. I always just like vibed out because like that's what we did as like kids. Um, not until recently when I was like, okay, let me listen to the lyrics, see what they talk about. They were hitting all some stuff for real. They was yeah. talking about something. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. This one feels even more. This is more funk based to me, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. One thousand percent. Yeah. And this one uses like I call it the Zoid sounds. Like what? <laughs> Zoid? Like you know what like, Zoid Bruh, sucks. You know what it sounds like? Remember do you remember playing Animal Crossings at Louisa's house? Yeah. Remember those little like uh what are the things? Those little Lloyd? They call them like little Lloyds, I think. Or like those little like I don't I don't know, like little tree pieces and they like move side to side and they'd be like like little yeah. weird noises. That's what they remind me of. Yeah. Yeah, like that. I call like the little sound was like like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, like a nice thing. If a robot was talking. Facts, facts. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's accurate. Yeah. Okay. That's a new word. We got the Zoid sound. All right, all right. Zoid. That's all I could think of. I'll be forced to give you a ticket. Yeah. Great song. Because like. It's like, even though if there really was like robots and like, or like things that could electronic, like beings that could speak to us or inter- interact with us somehow, like we don't actually know if that's how they would sound at all. It's just like what at people all. I don't think they would, but a robot would sound like, <laughs> or what, like what they pretty think much aliens would sound like, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And I can even hear like the piano in here kind of taking on that sound. Mm-hmm. You can it sounds like they're doing like a little like synthetic like piano or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably a keyboard. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, or it could be an I mean, I don't know if they use an eight oh eight per se. It doesn't sound more as eight oh eighty to me, but Yeah. And they use that vocal distortion a little bit. And they use like mm-hmm. echoes. Like here and there. Yeah. Like in the part where they're like no parking on the dance floor, that's a heavier vocal distortion sound moment, which I think is the mm-hmm. chorus. Yeah, so this one they really try to like they sprinkle in electrophone. funk. It's not totally electric like like Africa Bambata, Planet Rock, where it's like all eight oh eight. They really try to sprinkle in that futuristic sound, you know? Yeah. But it's still like very much so like that funk or like um like borderline even like hip hop R and B or you know what I mean? It has yeah. a lot of uh, has a lot going on in the song. But def I feel like it, to me because knowing that um their original pieces not original pieces but like their pieces that are not as m- as much of the electro funk vibe. Um, this is very different from that almost. Yeah, for sure. 
I just think it's so interesting about electro funk. They try to almost create what the sound of like a computer would be, like almost like a computer mm-hmm. malfunction or an electro. For sure, yeah, function. for sure. Yeah, they try to like really recreate that sound, which is interesting. You know, it's like they want to make you aware of themselves using devices in their music. They're not trying to hide it. Like a lot of songs try to hide that they're using a machine. Electrophone's like, we're using a machine and this is what the machine is. And this is how we're making. Yeah. And we want you to know it. Darn it. Yeah. We're like, I find artists who make their make, you know, their the method of their artwork known. I find that really interesting. You know, for sure. Like people who take self portraits and then put the camera in the in the photographs as like we're aware of the fact that this is also a photograph that this is a construction. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it like makes you aware of like the quote unquote illusion, right? Yeah, there is no they they get rid of the illusion of it. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like this is man made. This is created probably in somebody's basement. This is this is like a created work. You know. For sure. So yeah, and I feel yeah. like it also makes it more like fun. You know what I mean? Like it's not taken as like almost like seriously. I guess you could say when yeah. they allow you to know that like, oh, we're just having a good time. It's all fun and games by letting you know that like this is what we're creating, even though it's fake or it's whatever. Yeah, it's like it takes the um, it kind of takes it off the pedestal. I think because it's not like yeah, like the seriousness yeah. out of it. Yeah, it doesn't make it as, like, magical, mystical that this person created this work. It's like, they exactly. put work into making this, and I know how they did it. And it's still great, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you want to get on into the next song, Do It by the Barcades? This is a band I had no idea about. but Yeah, no, I had no idea about the song either. When I found this song, I was like, no, this is good. Facts. Solid electro-funk. All right, you ready? All right, you ready? Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Mm-hmm. This one starts out kind of like uh, no parking to me. It's got like this little intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which to me, this song uses. Hmm? I was saying it's got that Zoid sound that I was saying. For sure. Yeah, it definitely gives you more of like pieces of electro funk. It's not fully electro funk in this song to me. Yeah. And they use that like pew sound. You know? Yeah. All I can think mm-hmm. is like lame, spacey. Like, you know, if someone, this is like pre Star Wars or like during the age of Star Wars when nobody really oh, had yeah. any concept of like what was out in the universe. The universe. All they knew is like, sure. like the Jetsons and whatever TV fictionalized. So this is like For the sure. sound I think that they would think aliens and whatever life forms sure. out there would be making. You know, mm-hmm. this. You know, now that you say Star Wars, this is like an African American or like music genre, hip hop genre's take on like what we would envision outer space to be sounding like. Exactly. Yeah. And it's almost like Afrofuturist. Have you ever heard of that term? No. It's basically, this term of like so much of black culture is about, you know, looking back to the past, like things like slavery or segregation or whatever. But Afrofuturist kind of re- not rejects it, but it's like, what does the future look like for black people? So uh-huh. it's interesting that in the 80s, they were kind of like, what does our musical sound look like in the future? 
or how do we fuse the future with our musical sound, you know? So I think mm-hmm. this music is actually okay. kind of, it's like predecessor to what Afrofuturism kind of is. Like it, it can yeah. get into that kind of thought process, you know? Like hip hop of the future. That's what I think about it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, this song is heavy on the funk too. Do it by the barcase. Mm-hmm. Like I hear the, the guitar very clearly in this one. But then they have, yeah. that, again, they have like the keyboard making that like, um, making that Zoid sound I was saying <laughs> over it. That's For all sure. I can describe it as. It's hard to describe what that like pew sound is you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah you know what I also appreciate about this song it's like the music is doing most of like the quote-unquote talking the yeah. lyricists are pretty uh, simple in what they're saying and how they like their flow I guess you can say yeah um, it's not like overload like rap or anything like that it's very simple they kind of keep the same um the same sayings kind of going on and on and on um and then you just like vibe to the music kind of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the Barcades are a lot like Midnight Star, actually. Like, they probably were a funk band to begin with, and then they found electronic music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I've never like, heard of this band before, though. Neither did I, until I started doing more, re- more research on electro-funk, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I found them, I was like, oh, this is good. It is. Oh, wow. What? It says, even though four of the group founders were killed in 1967 during a plane crash, along with Otis Redding, the Barakeens came back to reign as one of the top R&B outfits of the 70s. Oh, snap. I didn't know that. Right? I didn't know that either. That's wild. Right? I had no idea. But like I said, I've never heard of this band before, so. Yeah. I think you got to be deep into R&B and 70s soul and funk to probably know them. Mm-hmm. For sure. For yeah. sure. I think the lyrics take a backseat to this song, though. Because 100%. They kind of keep simple, lyrics though. just do it. <laughs> yep. Well, that's pretty much it. The song itself is nice. I mean, it like it's groovy, so you don't miss anything. But yeah, but maybe that's the point. Like, so you don't miss the beat and like the funkiness to the song, right? Because the mm-hmm. genre was the genre itself uh, without lyrics are, is self speaking, right? So if you have lyrics that are um, very convoluted, very complex, you have to listen to the lyrics, then you can miss the that the sound because mm-hmm. the sounds yeah. are the sounds are don't be wrong, they're like very out of spacey, um, out you know mythical i guess you could say but if you're not listening you could easily miss it because they're not like overwhelming or anything yeah yeah i think this is this goes back to what we were saying about how experimental uh, electro funk is it's like listen to the music the beats what we created musically and Mm -hmm. pepper in the lyrics the lyrics aren't the driving force like now most songs are strictly about lyrics like sure. most of the songs we listen to now, the lyrics take the almost supersede the music itself. Music is really just background for a lot of artists today, but it seemed like they were highlighting the music and throwing in the lyrics as a way to kind of get you to focus on 
the sound, you know? Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. Do it by the barcase. I think that was a really good, that's a good find for you to like listen to. If you're starting to get into electro funk, I think that's a good one. It's a really, yeah. Um, it's funk, very funk, but mm-hmm. it's got that electronic sound trying to fuse it in there, you know? For sure. I think it's a good transition. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. For sure. A good transition if you're trying to get into the genre. Um, because it gives you a little bit of like everything. You get a little bit of R and B, you get a little funk, you get a little hip hop, you get a little um electro funk. So yeah. 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 All right. This is the next song is Swoop, I'm Yours by the Gap Band. Or sorry, Daz Band, not Gap Band. Daz Band. Um, this is another one I didn't know about, but I actually really like now and now it's like kinda on rotation. It's called Swoop I'm Yours. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's play it. I love the song titles, too. They just be, like, one or two words and not really, like... Seriously? Yeah, they don't really have any... It's not that they don't mean anything. They're just vague. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like that's, like, like when you listen to the song, you're like, ah, you could hear that, like, swoop electro sound. So it's like, all right, that's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready to bus play on it? Yep. All right, let's go. This one definitely like takes elements of electro funk once again. Yeah. This is close to this band is kind of what the Barkays are. It's like mm-hmm. the Gap. Like they're they were a seventies kind of strong funk, and then they like went into the eighties, late seventies, eighties, and they got they're like let's add this electronic sound to our funk sound. And yeah. the electro funk, you know? 100%. Yeah. Although they, the lyrics here, the vocalists are more present in this song, I will say. Yeah, for sure. Like Which they kind of say the same thing over and over and over, too. Exactly, yeah. I wonder if that was like just a thing to do in like that time. Probably. I mean, they were like we were saying, it's a carryover from funk and R and B. So I think they were like, We're gonna feature the vocalist the same way we would you know. Any other song, yeah. Yeah. Especially those the ones that are um that may have started in another genre and then like transitioned into this uh, electro-funk genre or just yeah. use certain p- things that they wanted out of the genre you can tell their they're, lyrics are just way more simplistic exactly, and um, more repetitive I guess you could say exactly and they use like the record scratches in this as well mm-hmm. which I think is interesting Yeah, but they definitely do a lot more singing in this song. Mm-hmm. And it feels more like R&B style singing because they're trying to really sing. Or like, mm-hmm. they're not trying to just yeah. like, like do like a rap or a hip hop or just make statements kind of. Exactly. They're really trying to swing, sing. Yeah, it's really like a band. Like, it's giving, like, Jackson 5, like, a whole band doing a little, like, one, two, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a whole dance down the line kind of thing. 
and they even they have I don't know if you're at the part where they they're harmonizing, but like they're really mm-hmm. trying to sing, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you there's even like you can hear the lead the lead guitar in there in the back too. Mm-hmm. Definitely a bop. Oh yeah. This definitely has made it onto my electrofunk playlist. When I listen to electrofunk now, I'm gonna add this on there. This is probably a deep cut on one of their albums. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. It's not really I don't think it's that well known. I had to yeah, look it up. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, I've never even heard of the band before, so yeah, I guess that's yeah, like I've heard of the Gap band, but I never heard of Daz. Yeah, I've never heard of Daz. Which the Gap yeah. Band is not from that era, is it? Yeah, the Gap Band's from like the seventies too. Yeah, but they're not electrofunk though. They start. I think they started out as funk. Oh, okay, okay. Because the Gap Band sings like "You Dropped a Bomb on Me." You've heard that song? Yeah, you dropped a bomb on me. Yeah, that's that's Gas uh, that Gap Band. Got it. Okay. But see, I, I think that like that's not that's more like hip hoppy, like popish. You think so? If you will. Yeah, I don't really get yeah. it. I guess you could. Well, after that genre, I guess you could say funk. Like back in the day, more, pop wasn't yeah, really a thing. Like funk. I would just consider the Gap Band pretty like funk, R&B. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Funk R&B. That's a good one. Yeah. And then the Daz Band feels right. like they were like right there with them. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. All right, let's get on into the next one. We have uh, Headlines. Headlines uh, star. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is a good one. All right, let's press play on it. All right. Midnight Star know they can make some long stuff. Seriously. All their songs are like seven, eight, nine minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love it. When you're driving and stuff, it's good because, you know, you can keep jamming for longer periods of time. Versus for now, sure. you know, all the songs, they cap out of like three or four minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they even get past like three minutes. Seriously. Yeah. So this one right here is definitely electro-funk. Like, they pretty much incorporate it from start to finish. Yeah, and it's got a, it definitely got a hip hop uh, lyrical style to it though, which I think is interesting mm-hmm. because you have a woman um, doing the hip hop you know vocal style, and normally sure. at the time it would have been men doing that. Yep. But I think the lead singer well, from Midnight was female away. in there, right? Yeah, yeah I think she she's is. the only woman, and she was also their lead vocalist, I believe. I think so. Yeah, so that's probably why she like ended up doing all the vocals for this. Yeah, no, she's, they have some, so many good songs. If you guys have never listened to Midnight Star, take a moment, go look them up. They have really good songs. Like, honestly, we could have did a whole list of Midnight Star by themselves because Seriously. they're just great. Um, and we only chose a couple songs from theirs that we uh, really are fond of. But um, they have really good songs. And it's definitely a vibe. Definitely, like, go to the skating rink. Get you some swirls around the rink. Um little dance session shower type of vibes exactly yeah Midnight Star is great 
seriously. I we're a little biased, but yeah, it's well because we grew up listening to it. But even mm-hmm. if I didn't grow up listening to it, I would. I think I, if I found them, just you know, in life and living, I think I would still. I would enjoy this regardless. I don't think it's For just sure. up with it. Yeah, no, I definitely would. I didn't know this, but their lead singer, she helped write Slow Jams for Usher. Oh, really? No, the Slow Jams was their song first. Okay, so he sampled it. So he took, yeah. Slow Jams is a Midnight Star song. And then... To begin with. um, Then Usher redid it with Monica, which that's a good, that's a real good R&B track. Like, whoever reproduced that did a really good job with that song. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't realize it was reproduced. Now I have to listen to it because I'm like, now I got to compare. But okay. Yeah, Midnight Star is the original. Because Midnight Star was long before Usher, like, was even on the scene. First of all, he was hardly even thought about, but. yeah. I think he was—he was like a child then. <laughs> yeah, like probably like a toddler. Yeah, at most. Yeah, for sure. Oh, great song, good stuff. I'm not gonna lie, Belinda did her thing on this one. That's her name, Go Belinda. Go, yeah, her name's Belinda. Lip combs, I guess is how you say it. Uh. Apparently, they founded the group in college in Kentucky. Oh. Great. If you can't get a degree, get a band. I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> just kidding. Gotta make a way out of no way. <laughs> but hey, that's a, I mean, those are good places when you find other artists who are like sure. as interested in pursuing the art form just like you, you know? For sure, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like, you can find a lot of like like minded individuals in college, you know? Exactly. That yes. are just as focused as you, because typically most people go to college for the same reason you go is what to better their, themselves, get a better education, meet new people, grow as an individual, blah 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 blah. So, um, you know, if you can, say you want to do music and you want to go to college too, go find some like-minded people, make a band if you want. You know. Yeah, I know college. Uh, I've met other people who are like in the um, film industry and stuff through college and like that has come through a good amount of times for me so yeah it's definitely you definitely find like-minded people or people who are interested in pursuing something further yeah no I didn't have that experience quite well not even quite I just didn't have that experience in college but you know if you can go to a college where you're able to have that experience go for it yeah I love the the they have breaks in here where she's not vocalizing, and mm-hmm. it's just like the music plays out, and you can hear mm-hmm. just kind of pepper in that like vocal this not vocal distortion but the synthetic sounds like mm-hmm. the record scratches and stuff. So it's almost sure. like, like uh, beat what is it beatboxing b boy whatever that like early mm-hmm. hip hop sound yeah it's kind of got yeah. that vibe to it. Like, I can see somebody sure. breaking into this, you know. Oh, like yeah. Early 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is when that little, the, like, the kid comes in. It's written in the paper. Oh, yeah. Please don't be a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. 
It's in the news. <laughs> I'm over here like jamming. Yeah, I would like, <laughs> I mean, you know what? Maybe one of these days we should do like a visual for our eleven oh seven and dark recordings. Because, bro, I'd be over here jamming. Yeah, like over here bopping. Like seriously, and I can't, like can't really dance. So it's just like, what are you doing, girl? But exactly. you couldn't tell me nothing. Ow. I thought they just use so many different sounds. Like I even hear a whistle, like you know, like the coach whistle. Oh, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. You hear that for sure. Well, they be using everything in these um, electro funk music. I mean songs because really I'm do. telling you, like anything, everything you don't think about making into a beat or like a song or whatever, they got it. They got the yeah. whistle in here. They got the, the little like um, the record scratching. They got that little like drum, but it sounds more like synthetic going on. Mm-hmm. They even have um, like it sounds almost like a megaphone when they're like yelling in some parts. Yeah, survive. And the keyboards like got that distorted space sound mm-hmm. a little bit like the beginning. For sure. And my favorite word, the zoid. <laughs> 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 Got that little Zorda or awful. Yeah. It's like e- like E.T., you know? Like mm-hmm. if something yeah. came down. For sure. <laughs> and like it like the sounds they would make. That's what I imagine. That's what I'm calling the Zoid sound. Absolutely. That's literally what it sounds like. Yeah. It's like on another frequency kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would call it. And they got that vocal distortion where it almost sounds like a robot speaking too. So what are they? Mm-hmm. Uh, the person at the end do, singing like the doing another verse sounds like he's like a robot speaking. I think I would like start dancing anywhere they would play <laughs> lines <laughs> for sure. For sure. They need to like play this music more often because then I would probably attend. <laughs> right. Seriously. This is great. She still sings in here too. Like it's not yeah. just vocal distortion, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, that was headlines. That was good. Love that song. Definitely. Love that. Definitely bop. Once again, go check out Midnight Star if you've never heard of them or you just need a refresh. Definitely bops. I'm talking songs upon songs upon songs. Great, great, great. Mm-hmm. And they're a fusion band, so it's not just like, mm-hmm. you know, only electro funk. Like It's got that R&B uh, regular funk sound to it as well. That's kind of sure. driving the whole, driving everything, you know? Mm-hmm. They do. All right, you want to get to the next one? Okay. All right, the next song we have is called Time by Al Nesbisha. I think this is considered a classic as well, like a lot like um, Planet Rock. This is like classic. I've never heard of it before. This is my first I time hearing it. it too. So this will be honest reaction because I had to Google it. Okay. Are you ready? Let's press yep. play. Hang on, 
a couple ads. <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> it's giving real ghetto. You don't pay for premium. Oh, this is cute. Yeah. It's like a dance song. For sure. Okay, now this song right here, they're definitely giving electro funk. Like authentic. Yeah, this is like almost pure electro funk. For sure. Even how they come in with the intro, it's like they're adding on to the to the beat. Mm-hmm. And it's got that break. Sounds very like alien, like, you know, the arcade, like you're walking through the yeah. game. Like eighties arcade. I keep I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen Despicable Me three, I think, but the the character, the villain character who's like obsessed with the eighties. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I forget what For his sure. name is, but this is like his music, his vibe. I can see that. I can so see that. Like this is Oh no, this is a vibe. Yeah. I love like the build on effect of this song. It's great. Mm-hmm. They definitely this is like reminding me of an arcade vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. Does this one have any um like lyrics? I don't think it has very many lyrics. Mm, I love it. I'm here for any instrumentals. Yeah. It's this isn't it's like Planet Rock in the same like mm-hmm. it's very almost like pure electro. For sure. Like they're not really trying to even add that funk sound to it. Yeah. It's like it's all synthetic. Like you can definitely hear the 808 is driving the beat. Mm-hmm. You can hear um like the keyboard. Making that like, you know, those high pitched, like spacey sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, this one has a lot of like spacey, like screechy noises that are like really hitting on that um, outer space type of sound. Yeah. Definitely giving E.T. Star Wars vibes. Yeah. Remixed, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. And I actually, I don't think it has any vocals, actually. Hmm. I'm for it. It might be totally instrumental. It's giving very much like breakdance music, like stuff they would put on to breakdance to and like dance Mm -hmm. battle. Put For sure. Cardboard box. Make sure you got your Adidas. <laughs> I'm dead. Not a cardboard box. <laughs> That's what they did. They put a cardboard box down and started dancing on the street. And that Break. is so like 70s. No, it's 80s. I think 80s, about yeah. like, I like New Edition. You know how, like early New Edition, when they had like, um, I feel like I've seen this, but where they had like the Adidas track suits mm-hmm. and the um, Adidas shell toes. Sneakers, dead <laughs> with the bucket hats, mm. just like pulling up to the like yeah, I can the see that. corner about a for dance sure. battle a group of like for sure, yeah, no, I can see that definitely eighties for sure, yeah, like early early hip hop. I love this. This is like such a groove for sure. Yeah, no, this was a vibe. It's I actually like that it. it doesn't have lyrics because it like also is it doesn't it's not as distracting, you know. Like you're not trying to focus on the lyrics and the beat. Like you literally just get the beat and you really get that electric funk vibe. Yeah, it helps you to really. Um, 
if you want to know what electro funk is, listen to this song and you'll understand very clearly it pretty immediately mm-hmm. what that sound is and you can recognize it. And it's got all the record scratches, so it's got that DJ type vibe as well. Yeah. You still there? Yeah. Just listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is a long song, so I'm gonna end mine right here. Okay. But but yeah, that's that'll definitely get you That'll get you a good intro into time. Not time, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Electrofunk, the name of the song is Time by Al Nashif. Good stuff. Oh, no, sorry. The song is called Al Nas- Nafish in the parentheses time, and then it's Hashim, a.k.a. Doggo. Mm-hmm. The, so the artist is named Hashim. But yeah, make sure you look in our Spotify playlist because um, that'll have all the the songs and the artists. So we're not in case we're messing it up, it'll be more clear there for sure. Yes, go take yeah. a listen to it. We got some additional songs in our playlist as well that are also um, really good, like electro funk vibes and or like the full genre. So yeah, just mm-hmm. give it a listen when you can. Yep. All right, you want to get on into another uh, song? We got Computer Love by Zapp and Rogers. Okay. This is classic. Most people know this song, so. Yeah. Zapp and Rogers, I think he's well-known. Well, they are. People would know Computer Love even if they don't really know what Electro Funk is. Mm Mm-hmm. Computer Love is very popular, I think. Like, if you know anything about, like, um, Anything about like R and B during this time period, you probably know Zapp and Roger. Exactly. This is my song right here. Yeah, people know Computer Love. I've been using movies too and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like the the go one of the go tos along with Midnight Star. They're like the go to people that you go to for uh, Electro Funk. Yeah, absolutely. This one, the biggest thing that they use is the um, the vocal distortion. Mm-hmm. Like the they also have that kind of like warp sound, and there's like kind of yeah, that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're trying to like mimic what they, I guess, they assume a computer would sound like. Yeah, like yeah, electronic signals, you know, in a computer or whatever. But the um, the person, whoever does the vocal, the chorus. They are. Mm-hmm. They have a heavy vocal distortion, for sure. Yeah, it almost sounds like a woman singing, but it's definitely. It's only two people in the group. Yeah, so it's probably man. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, obviously vocally changed. Yeah, higher pitch. I wonder if they what they do is probably like alter the pitch because I think you can even with like Garage Band if you alter the the pitch and stuff like that if you play around with garage band you can get these same kind of electronic sounding songs. oh for sure like, yeah yeah 
Yeah, I um, actually have a keyboard, and I hook up my compute my keyboard to um to my laptop to to in GarageBand essentially, and you mm-hmm. you can play around with it, like put um, add different like synthesizers and stuff like that on the um to make the keyboards keys correlate with what's going on in GarageBand, and you can definitely achieve this sound easily. Yeah, that's what's interesting is like it it's almost like anybody can achieve the sound now. I don't know if it was as accessible when they were making electro funk back in the day because mm-hmm. you probably had 808 machines when they probably came out were probably fairly expensive but now it's like you can make an electro funk song pretty easy with like garage garage band when you just distort what for sure you know, normal sounds you know mm-hmm. it's interesting for sure they they do have a woman singing in here at one point though they do. Yeah, they do. Apparently her name is Shirley Murdoch. Oh, Shirley Murdoch? She's famous. Uh, that's what it says. She's, she's, um, she's known for her vocals on Zappin' Rogers' hip single, Computer Love. Oh, really? Because she's mm-hmm. been... She has her own music, too. Oh, really? She's an R&B artist, yeah. Hmm. So she's part of Zap, the music group Zap, apparently. So. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. She's on more bounce to the outs too. I, I'm pretty sure Shirley Murdoch is the one who sings "Shirley, This Is Barbara," or "Barbara, This Is Shirley." You know that song, like "Woman to Woman." Mm-hmm. You never no, to Woman classic R B. No. We'll have to do it. <sighs> no, I don't. Yes, it's like sure. it's the thing. It's like when the it's like kind of a running joke. It's like in the song, she basically calls up her man's mistress. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Barbara, this is Shirley. I just wanted you to know he's mine. It's basically like the boy is mine, but from like the 70s. No, that's not <laughs> Shirley Brown, Courtney. That's a different lady. Oh. Anyway. But Shirley. They Shirley, look similar. Shirley. <laughs> Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. What's up, Shirley? What's going on? <laughs> you know what? At least I recognize it was Shirley. <laughs> I give myself For real. At least the Shirley's went together. <laughs> I really thought it was Shirley Margot. Okay, you're right. No, it's Shirley Brown, but that's close. That's close. Close enough. Good thing we corrected that because I would have had people looking for Shirley Murdoch. <laughs> right? <laughs> Shirley Murdoch <laughs> is now an evangelist at Solid but, Rock Church in Monroe, Ohio, recording gospel music and appearing in gospel plays. It's not always the past. You know, they, they do I, like, I know. R&B. They do R&B during their youth and then they go Christian. They go Christian. Beats me. They, they like repent all they started out in church. They started out in church probably more than likely. That's true. That's true. And then they went, you know, true. found the world, as they say in church. Entered <laughs> 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 the world. Do you know what I mean? And oh, they, they found the world. <laughs> they have forsaken the Lord's. <laughs> and then they like, you know, in their older age, they're like, let me go back to church. <laughs> let me go repent for all my sin. <laughs> Oh God, that's yeah, funny. The, okay. the, the pipeline, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Seriously, the pipeline. But, from, but honestly, that's a lot of people do that in the music industry for whatever reason. Didn't like Mace do something like that too? I think so. Well, he's a. I don't even. know. He's like a preacher or something now. Yeah. Or if they don't totally switch over, they make one gospel album. Oh yeah, gotta repent. You know. <laughs> that one album. That's the pipeline for black musical artists is. 
start out in the church, go to the world, come back to the church at some come point. Back. Exactly. You gotta be over 50 to come back to the church. <laughs> and we call that full regalia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> full circle. That's funny. But okay, let's get into them changes. I love Thundercat, by the way. So. I, this is a new artist for me that I didn't know about until you said something. Really? You never heard of Thundercat? Nope, never heard it. Oh my gosh. Thundercat. So he's more like, he's definitely like incorporating elements of electro funk, but he's more like funk. But um, he's actually a bass guitarist and he um, he's actually pretty well known. I'm so surprised you don't know him. Is he from the 70s or is this a new person? No, he's, he's like our generation. Let me see how old he is. Oh, okay. um, he is... But he's, like, written for a lot of people. Okay. Because I was like, I know I've heard this song somewhere before, and I thought somebody had Yeah, you probably it. have. They but probably so, have. Yeah, I've heard it before. So this is but, yeah, he's, he's written for, like, oh, yeah, for sure. But he's been on, like, he's worked with, like, Erica Badu before. He's worked okay. with um, Miguel. He's worked, which, you know, if he worked with Erica, you're <laughs> a goat to me. Um, he worked with, like, Snoop Dogg before. Um all types of people i'm telling you like everybody but he's he's a bass guitarist so he does a lot of like producing i guess you could say like bass stuff yeah okay that's cool now he's a cool dude i like thundercat he also um he's pretty he works with anderson pack you know anderson pack yeah okay yeah he works with him too okay so we do have some fresh bases on here i thought we would this was all old school music mm-hmm Okay, cool. Let's get into Thundercat then. This is Them Changes by Thundercat. So he just has like elements of electrifying more than anything. Um, with yeah. like using like that like synthesizer type of vibe. But his is more like an 808 synthesizer to me than like the synthesizers, the synthesizers that we have currently that they use mm-hmm. in music. But um, it's more of like music. a funk. Oh, for sure. He probably has access to it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, they can now with like GarageBand and even, you know, even simpler music, yeah. rec- whatever machines, they you can get an 808 drum. So I'm sure whatever he's producing on has 808 mm-hmm. you know, or something that sounds like an 808. Yeah, which I wonder even, even if he, because um, he, he's obviously a guitarist or a bassist. Um, mm-hmm. he I wonder if he's actually playing it, which would be cool. That's a vibe. Oh, yeah. Like an electric um, bass or something like that to get it to sound like that? Possibly. Or he could distort it. There's different, like... Oh, for sure. You can distort it in, like, GarageBand and stuff like that. You can also um, get different, like, uh, strings and stuff like that that'll change the sound of your bass. You can also, like, put different, like, effects on your bass and whatnot. So, you know, you can do a lot of things, and he's been playing the bass for a very long time, so I'm sure he's he knows what he's doing nonetheless, whether it's real or not. Yeah, no, this is a, this is great. Is that a vibe? It's very fun and like lively. It's sort of. I used like to play this when I worked fun. at Little Jacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I used to play this all the time at Little Jacks. I didn't know this was new. I thought it was old. Yeah, it was the, made um, in like two thousand and. What did yeah. you say? I was saying the. No, I was just saying it was like made in two thousands. Guy, you go, you go. No, no, it's okay. I was just saying it was made into like 2000 something. Okay. It's because the cover photo is actually kind of evoking like the 70s. Like, oh, for sure. It has that like effect on it. 
this yeah this like older guy mm-hmm. looks like in the water it has like a, like an overlay of like the older look yeah, like it looks like kind of aged look. it looks like they shot it on film they might have shot it on film probably so I, mean, I don't know 70s <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely could be. Thunder, if you like research Thundercat, he's very like um, in touch with like the older, probably like you could say like the eighties and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But like a modern twist on it. But yeah, he he's a pretty funky kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, he wears like little cat ears and stuff. <laughs> That's cool. I have to look him up. I don't guy. even know. I yeah. just didn't even look up the the artist. I looked up the song and listened to it. Obviously. And I liked it. I'm just biased with Thundercat, so <laughs> honestly, I like him. This is a mellow like song, though. I feel like this oh, has yeah. heavy. This has a good influence of R and B, almost neo soul, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's very like modern, but like you wouldn't know if you didn't know it was made in 2017. You would not know that unless you you looked it up or you knew Thundercat's yeah. like age and stuff like that. I I put on my notes here. Pretty sure the song has been sampled. Turns out this is the song. Tonight, yep. yep. It's that's not even sampled. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking this is this is some band from the you know the eighties, seventies, eighties, and then somebody sampled. So I think I probably heard this song before. I just didn't know who. Yeah. It yeah. No. I, I used, if you're any in any type type of like um, environment where it's uh, like having a funk music appeal or whatever you probably heard the song because it's uh, relatively new and pop and pretty popular I, th- I would say if you know thundercat or the genre um yeah currently then yeah you probably heard it before but it definitely sounds old you know what i mean so you would think like oh that's just sample you know yeah yeah no it's great that's a good song good to add to, to the list so we see that some people are trying to kind of keep the genre alive you know, mm-hmm. they kind of use mm-hmm. these influences from the genre in their yeah. own music, you know. Mm-hmm. It does say that Thundercat sampled the song from the Isley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark. So it could be okay, yeah, a play on that. That's it. That's, I, knew, I was like, this is, is that it? somebody. I think it's the Isley Brothers, that song. Is it? Okay. So he's... Okay. he's or the, I'm going to have to listen to yeah, the song, man. Because I'm going to have to listen to it at some point. In the dark. I say, okay. Somebody sampled something somewhere. I know I've heard this before. Oh, I for think. sure. Definitely sampled. Definitely sampled. Okay, Thundercat. But okay, he like sampled the beginning part and then it's just kind of like, okay. And then the rest of it's his, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. That makes sense. Oh, I know that song too. That's the thing. I just would have never thought because like, it's literally just the intro, like the first 30 seconds max. Yeah, that it, hmm. an iconic intro. When you hear that intro, that like yeah, that like little thing. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah, that's definitely simple. That you would recognize. Yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. well, good to know. Thundercats sampling stuff out there. Seriously. All right. The next song we got coming up is the Oper- is Operator by Midnight Star, like we were saying earlier. Great song. The intro is fire. Intro is fire. All right, you ready to plus play on this one? Mm-mm. Yep. Let's do. Let's go. I love how all their songs actually kind of have like a little like story behind it. Like headlines is about like a newspaper article and like doing things. Operators about like it being an emergency or whatever, and like mm-hmm. calling the police and da da da. 
Yeah. And then they you have, have um songs, which is interesting. Yeah. And I know parking on dance floor is kind of like the same thing, like calling for help, calling the cops if you don't get, like, basically dancing on the floor. Mm-hmm. This song starts out with that vocal distortion again. Oh, yeah. This music, like, operator. Yeah, this one, yeah. This one, like, radiates, like, a good mix as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is it's- probably one of the songs that uses the hit most vocal distortion throughout. You think so? I think so. I think Freakazoid does. Okay, yeah, maybe Freakazoid. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that Zoid word. <laughs> Your favorite word. <laughs> they use that word. That's actually where I was. I thought about it. I was like, that's the sound they're going for. It's kind of indescribable, but it's all I can say it's like space age, like alien, robot, computer, mm-hmm. electronic sound. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But, you know, I, I do think it's heavier in this song as well, because they definitely use it like throughout the chorus as like as that. Well, I don't know what you call it, that background noise when they're like the operator, that body. You know what I mean? Like a little mm-hmm. part. Also, when they're doing the other part, that's a little higher pitch. And then they're like the lower pitch part that's somewhere in the middle of that, too. So they definitely like include that synthetic uh, voice sound a lot more in the song. Yeah. They And they have those random sounds like they have the hand claps. Mm hmm. But it's yeah. like, it sounds fake. Yeah, exactly. I love the music video for this, too. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, once again, Bias the Midnight Star, too. <laughs> the next thing we have on here is a Zap song called I'm Gonna Be Your Man. People know this one pretty. They know this one just as much as they know Computer Love, I think. Oh, for sure. This one's definitely popular. Yeah. All right, you ready to press play on it? Let's play. Yep. So this one to me has hints of the electro funk. It has like the synthesized um, like voice, vocals, whatever, throughout the chorus. But um, it gives me more like an R and B, like type of Usher, slow jam type of vibe. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost like a ballad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Lyrical quality to it. Yeah. Good stuff. And the the background vocals are most distorted in this one, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's really just like the vocals and they have like a little bit of like the bass line, I guess you could say, or the beat with uh, mm-hmm. some synthesized noises or sounds. And then other than that, that's the song. Yeah. I don't even think, I think Zap and Rogers is actually less, they're more like a true R&B band to me who uses electro pop. Yeah, agreed. For sure. But I ain't mad at it, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm mad at it. I mean, they used the sound that was becoming popular at the time. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, Beyonce does that too, because Beyonce started putting like trap sounds on her music. True, true, true. So, it's common thing. I, mean, I do agree do. that you got to mix it up every now and then, you know what I'm saying? But like, I still think you got to stick to your core. Like, one thing I will say about Beyonce is Beyonce know how to make a hit, because Beyonce ultimately sticks to the core whether she's including that stuff or not. That's true. Well, it's like the artists keep up with the industry. So they, mm-hmm. even through their music, they like evolve it. 
It's like, yeah. um, I always say this, like Aretha Franklin had eras. If you go back and listen to Aretha Franklin's music, her music from the 60s is not the same as it was from the 80s. In the 80s, she was doing some like electro-funk type stuff too because that was more popular at the day in the time. Yeah, that's true. Then, that's very true. Stuff, that's true. Yeah. Then the stuff she was like singing in the 90s, like she released a couple songs in the 90s, was like heavy R&B because that was like mm-hmm. popular at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Very you true. go back to the 60s and it was more like soul and like mm-hmm. uh, more of that um, not I don't say doo-wop but like that sort of like clean cut American pop sound she had like mm. she, there's different eras to her music and I think that she's an artist who really tried to shift with the times yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that's fair because, you know, no artist is going to be stagnant throughout their career, typically. Um, I've never and seen it. Changes. So, yeah, music like changes music. your facts. And I think even throughout the artist's uh, lifespan, right, they have different things that change. So, like, what they want to talk about, what has happened in their life, different sounds they want to experiment with, and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. that's only fair. Now that I'm listening to um uh, the song, I do hear a little bit of that that's like drum beat. Mm-hmm. It's more toned down though. It's not as present as like Planet Rock, where it was like a heavy like boom. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's way more subtle. Exactly. And maybe that's that's the big difference between uh, electro funk that is like pure electro funk, and then the ones that's more mm-hmm. R and B. Is that drum, that heavy synthetic like eight drum beat that mm-hmm. really drives the entire uh, the the music? You know. Yeah, yeah. Versus the more R and B ones, they might have they might just be more subtle drum beats. You know. Mm-hmm. Very true. So. Yeah, that was that was I Want to Be Your Man by Zap and Rogers. Classic. Another one definitely made it to the list. Good one. Good like, one. Yeah. It, this is another good, like, R&B fusion type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it looks like we made it to our final song, which is another kind of almost like a dance song. Encore by Cheryl. Yeah. Lynn. This is I think most like, people know this song too. Yeah, it's almost like cookout music to me. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like people know Encore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you ready to listen? Press play on this yep. one? Yep. Yes, press play. So this one is probably like the least of the electro funks of the group, but it has like little like synthesized like um, I wouldn't even say like beats. It's more like little inputs here and there. So. Yeah. Well, it has like this crescendo, like a, a growing sound. You know, you know mm-hmm. what crescendo is. It has like yeah. that, like I don't know how to call it, but it's like it's like a like a ring almost that goes like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very beginning of the song no this is definitely classic it's definitely that cookout song everybody started mm-hmm. doing the lift too yeah 
It's like auntie music. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. With the wig on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta have that in. I love it. It gives me, like, you know, you remember Sherry? <laughs> um, uh, no. You don't remember Sherry? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Disheveled. Yes. This is Sherry. This is like Sherry's for sure. at the cookout. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Whatever, That's like, true. cigarette she was on, she was going to drop it <laughs> and come do the electric slide with this song. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, this is definitely auntie music. That's funny. <laughs> Sherry was a real one. <laughs> Facts. She was funny. Hilarious. That lady was going to tell you what you did or did not want to hear. Okay. Exactly. She did not hear. But yeah, this song is like, to me, the vocals are very R&B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think she did some like I want to say she was in that song with Luther Vandross. This world is mine. This world was mine. I think mm-hmm. that's her song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But this is like her own song, a song she was like the lead on. This one's another one that has the themes tied to it, like encore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lyrics are about like seeing someone again. Like, seeing mm-hmm. encore, you know? For sure. Yeah, we used to listen to this on in the car rides, too, actually. Yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. This and, like, No Parking in the Dance were, were like, staples. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally, like, if he wanted to spice it up, he'd throw in Planet Rock. <laughs> But this is more like a chill vibe. Like, okay, we finished with the playlist. Let's play this at the end. Yeah. For sure. Now I'm thinking about it. How, how was he playing these things on CDs? It must have been because there weren't iPods yeah. or like MP3 players at the time. So it must have been burned to CDs. Remember, he used to make like little mixtapes. So maybe that's what he did. Yeah. Must be. I was like, how in the world were we playing these things? We don't, I mean, now we just Bluetooth it, but. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> yeah. I remember making CDs. Those were great. Throwback. I kind of like the idea of making, you know, hard media, like actually making things physical. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. I used to make CDs <laughs> all the time. Yeah, seriously. I still have some like, at the house. Yeah. When we were like, I don't know, probably like 10 or 12, 13, that's when CDs kind of mm-hmm. went out. But now, um, but before then we were like burning hella CDs. And you can get, you can get like a million of them in the little thing, the like little rings, you know? Really? Remember, I mean, we could get a mm-hmm. bunch of them in, in the, at one time, that's why we burned so many of them. Yeah, but were they were they expensive? No, it would be like it'd probably be like ten, fifteen dollars, but you get like fifty something CDs. Yeah, I guess. 
But you, they didn't hold that much, though. That's what I was like. You might get, like, 20 songs on there. Yeah, but, I mean, for a 13-year-old, that was, like, good enough. Facts. We only had, like, five songs to put on there anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just be hella burning CDs, downloading from LimeWire and burning CDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, they, like, that, was, that site was illegal, honestly. Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. <laughs> Every virus you could possibly think <laughs> was on your computer after using that <laughs> line wire oh my goodness <laughs> oh god the thing is ant put us on Oof, seriously and we just kept doing the thing is we nobody was gonna it. stop they're like yeah put the virus on there <laughs> who cares right as long as you have a virus you can use line wire that's how it works but yeah, so that is our playlist for the day, guys. Um, we thank you guys for joining us in the electric funk playlist. Make sure you go check out the playlist. Um well, like the official playlist, I guess you can say, on our Spotify. The link will be in the description box below. Um, also, tune in for the next 1107 and Dark playlist. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Like Caitlin said, Spotify, um, that's where we'll have the full playlist. I think there's like 20, somewhere between 20 and 30 songs probably. There are a bunch of mm-hmm. songs that we personally handpicked, curated. So, yeah, listen to that. We, um, but make sure the couple that we picked in the, for this episode to discuss tonight, make sure you definitely listen to those so you can, you know, see whether you agree with our opinions or not. But as always, great time listening to music, vibing out, discussing music, the artist, the genre with you all. And, um, we look forward to the next 1107 and Dark. Bye, guys. Bye.